You're listening to Season 2 of the Live 360 Podcast with Tony Sutherland, and this is Episode 48. All right, guys, let's jump into part two of the elephant inside your head. Psalm 61 and two says, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. We're going to pull that back in in a few minutes, but we're talking about how to deal with overwhelm. And last week we talked about how that we make the ants in our life into elephants, the little tiny things that come our way. We turn them into elephants and there were six ways and six reasons why we do that. I took the acronym ELEPH, E-L-E-P-H-P, those letters that go before the word ant that spell elephant or elephant. It's so easy for us to take little minor things that come to us all through life events that hit us unexpected by surprise. It's never a surprise to God, but the enemy likes to take those little ants and turn them into elephants inside our mind. And I'll just review the letters with you. E is that we go to extremes. We're prone to exaggerate. Some people see extremes no matter what you throw at them. Their life is over. Their whole world is ending. And then the letter L, we focus on our limitations. We focus on all the reasons why it happened or why it's not going to work out versus why it will work. And then the next letter E is we make false expectations or we draw conclusions and they're usually toward the negative. And then P is we start processing immediately when something goes down. It's like we don't give ourselves time to back off and look at it objectively. We just start processing and and, and planning and thinking about all the things we got to do and make it come together, those little things, and it gets overwhelming. We just can't even get excited about the bigger picture because we're too bogged down in all the little details. And then the letter H is we tend to give into hysteria or panic which is a typical response. We tend to give into the hysteria over the situation and, and give in to panic. And then the last letter, P, is we see the problems instead of the possibilities. Everything that happens, rather than see the possibilities, we're just glaring at all the problems. I made a statement last week that the path to possibility is paved with problems. That's a lot of P's right there. But If all you can see is the problems, you're going to turn those little ants into elephants and they're going to be rumbling in your mind, pounding around in your mind. So today for part two of the elephant inside your head, what we want to do is we want to take those elephants that we see and see them as the ants that they are. So what we're going to do is we're going to take that acronym again. We're going to go backwards and we're going to take away a letter one at a time to get us back to proper perspective. Instead of seeing a big elephant, we're going to back off. We're going to take an aerial view 
a drone view, if you will, and see that they're really just ants. How do we do that? When we, when we deal with that elephant inside our head, how can we get back to seeing them as little ants? You know, because ants can be unnoticeable. I mean, there's ants all around us all the time in life, in biology. If you got into your front yard, I heard a fish and wildlife representative tell me once that if you just go out into your front yard, there's probably more critters and bugs and ants and little critters crawling around in the dirt than there are people that populate the world. And I was reminded that no matter where you go, what your job is, what your family situation is, what your ministry is, what your business, your career, your relationships, life itself, there's always going to be ants around you, but they don't have to be elephants pounding around in your mind. We need to see those elephants for what they really are. I I think it's time to tell those elephants to pack up their trunk and hit the road. Um, but there's going to be ants in your life. You're, you're not going to be able to avoid them. We're going to have irritants, irritants, and aggravants, aggravants. That's actually a word. I looked it up. I know you're going to Google me later. We have can'ts. I can't do. I can't believe. Why is this happening to me? I can't understand why this happened. The cants, the big ants. Irritants and aggravants and cants are those little ants that just crawl around us all the time. And sometimes we're going to give in and respond to them in a negative way, but they don't have to become elephants in your life. You know, here's some simple thoughts to consider when the ants go marching. That's a a grade school song I learned in grade school. The thoughts that I'm going to share with you here are ways that you can subtract those letters from the word elephant and get back to ants. We're going to take those elephants and get back to ants. All right, so let's take the first letter, E-L-E-P-H. Let's start with the H. What does that stand for? It stands for hold your tongue. Hold your tongue. The first thing we want to do when something happens is start cursing it, start exaggerating it with our words, and start adding our words to it. And did you know that words can fuel your circumstances one way or the other? It can bring positive fuel or negative fuel. You know, the Bible says, as we studied last week in James chapter three, that the mouth is a world full of evil. It's a blazing fire. You know, you can control the outcome of your circumstances almost a hundred percent of the time, almost a hundred percent when you just don't talk about it or add fuel to it. Sometimes you just need to tell yourself, I don't want to talk about this anymore. You're not being negative. You just know your boundaries. You know, like if you're in a relationship and you're in an argument or you're in a fight and you're adding words to fuel it and it's getting out of control, it's okay to say, whoa, whoa, time out. Let's not talk about this anymore. Let's move forward. I had some incidents happen this past week, one right after the other, one ant after another. And they were some large ants. I'm not going to lie. They were big tire issues, car problems, uh, you know, emotional issues, things that were going down that were legitimate ants, but I started to make them into elephants. And my wife reminded me in text, she said, Tony, this is just an ant. You're making an elephant. I hate when my wife uses my own teachings against me, but you know what? Thank God for the accountability because I've got a couple texts this week where my wife was just reminding me, it's not an elephant, it's an ant. Words fuel your circumstances. Sometimes just not talking solves most of the problems in our life. You know, I've just found that when you release the wind, you reap the whirlwind. When you open up your mouth, you can cause a situation to go really deep south and you cannot take your words back. Words 
man, they are the most powerful force in life. I'm telling you, if you want to bring those elephants back down to the level of an ant, you got to H, hold your tongue. All right, let's take the letter P. Let's take it out of the equation to get back to ants. And the letter P stands for picture. You are not the center of the picture. I'm not saying that negative. That's a positive thing, guys. That's a good thing. You're not the center of the picture. You know, when you put yourself in the center of the picture, all the problems revolve around you. All the ants revolve around you. All the elephants revolve around you. But when God is the center of the picture, all of the problems revolve around him. That's what you want. Trust me. God, I don't know why all this is happening to me. Oh, God, why is everything coming at me? No, 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 guys. It's coming at God. Your problems are God's problems. It's not you up on that cross. It's Jesus that died on that cross to help you deal not only with your sin and help you become free and delivered and liberated from the chains of this world, but also not to become entangled back in them through the little things. And those little ants can entangle you. Those problems can entangle you. God doesn't want you to be tangled up. He wants you to give it to him. So when you see that ant, don't turn it into an elephant. Give that little problem, that little issue, that little thing that life is throwing at you to God because he is the center of the picture. You know, the Bible starts off telling us in the beginning, God, that should be enough. In the beginning, God, the Bible is not a narrative about your problems, your issues, your circumstances. It's a narrative about the God of the universe who's taken care of everything. God's plan is bigger than your little part. The Bible is a narrative about God. There's a circle of life and God is supposed to be in the middle of that circle. And everything in your life should revolve around him, your marriage, your children, your business, your career, your job, your finances, your possessions, your hobbies, everything that's important to you, everything in your life revolves around God. That means everything. All the things that are in your life revolve around him. But when you take God out of the center of the picture and try to put yourself in the middle, everything starts going crazy. You start prioritizing certain things. If you pull your marriage into the middle of the circle, the circle loses its balance and priority. If you pull your children or your career or your business or for people like me, your ministry, when it becomes the center of the picture, things do not revolve in their proper order and priority. That's why you've got to remember that God is in the center of the picture and he can't be pulled out and replaced by something else. Believe me, he's always the center of the universe. That will never change. But in our mind, we can perceive ourselves as being the center of the picture. And that's why when little things go down, struggles and challenges and irritants and aggravants and can'ts and all the little ants start coming in and creeping in, we can start to picture ourselves being the center of the picture and everything starts losing its perspective. It gets bigger. It gets blown out of proportion. Car problems, tire problems, kid problems, college problems, money problems, all those little things that will exist all the time start losing their perspective and we see them as unconquerable elephants that are pounding in our mind. So if you can remember that you are not the center of the picture, we can take that letter P out of the word elephant, and we're getting closer to seeing the ants for what they really are. 
All right, let's take the next letter in our acronym ELIF. We're going backwards, by the way, and we're taking these letters away to turn those elephants back into the ants that they are. And the letter E stands for exaggerating. To exaggerate. Stop exaggerating. Guys, if I've told you once in these podcasts, I've told you a billion times, stop exaggerating. Did you see what I just did right there? You didn't even catch that. But I exaggerated to tell you to stop exaggerating. And why is that important? Why am I using this illustration and example? Because in our everyday vocabulary, we exaggerate. Even in the small things and in communicating with one another, things like, man, that scared me to death. No, it didn't. And what's What's powerful about our words is we can get into a pattern of exaggerating and it crosses over into the more serious areas of our life. I don't know what I'm going to do. I think everything is going downhill. No, it's not. No, it's not. But you're exaggerating in your conversation and in your vocabulary. Dr. Seuss says it this way. Stop telling such outlandish tales and stop turning minnows into whales. That's exactly what we do. We turn minnows into whales. We turn ants into elephants and you can actually take something and turn it into its total opposite simply by exaggerating it with your words your perspective your conversation and your faith in it sometimes you're actually putting your faith in something small and insignificant and blowing it way out of proportion i'm an exaggerator my wife knows that and sometimes i get into conversations with her and my mouth and my words and my thoughts start going downhill really quick And my wife just this week took the content of this podcast and she used it against me. She said, Tony, I got a text this week. Tony, this is not an elephant. But you know what's powerful about that? All it takes is to see that you're making it an elephant and it can stop you dead in your tracks and realize you've blown things way out of proportion, especially when things come one right after the other. A flat tire on Monday an issue on Tuesday, another two flat tires on Wednesday, another issue on Thursday. And when they follow each other really close, when the ants are marching in, when the ants go marching in, when they're marching in one right after the other, you can start thinking that all those little ants are turning into elephants. And now instead of a little line of ants, it's a herd of elephants. You got to know how to put things in their perspective. It's just a tire. It's just an ant. It's just an argument. It was just a negative comment. It doesn't mean they dislike you. It doesn't mean that you're not their friend. They made a negative comment and now you're ready to write everybody off. Come on, let's not take things and exaggerate them. Stop turning minnows into whales. Stop turning ants into elephants. Stop exaggerating. And if I've told you once, I've told you a billion times, stop exaggerating. Hey guys, this is a good spot just to take a halfway break to remind you to subscribe to this podcast Leave us a generous review right there on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and share this with one or two other people in your circle of relationships that need to hear what you're hearing today. Today we're talking about taking those elephants and putting them back in their place and seeing them for the ants that they really are. I hope this is helping you today. I hope this is encouraging you and reminding you and giving you some tools. 
so you can discover how to have peace and joy to the fullest in every single area of your life. That's the vision of this podcast. We want to take God's grace and plug it into the practical areas of our life so we can learn how to reign in life through an abundance of grace in the practical areas, our relationships, our marriage, our finances, our leadership, and every area that affects us. So let's jump back into part two of how to take those elephants and turn them back to ants, dealing with the elephant inside your head. All right, the letter L. This is an easy one, but we don't do very good with it. But if we can take this letter out of the word elephant, man, we can get those elephants back into the ants that they are. L means listen, listen more, speak less. Man, that's a hard one for me. I'm always talking. You know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs, in the midst of many words, a man can come to ruin. You know, it's easy to speak to an issue instead of listen to a person. You know, it's possible to gaze into someone's eyes and take in what they're saying without talking back. I have to work on not giving in to always answering people, but just listening to them. And it's it's a hard one. I get it. But the more we speak, the more we can draw to conclusions and exaggerate things. And uh, I talk more about this in my book, Leader Slips. I, I spend a whole chapter devoting to how to be a good listener. And by the way, if you're a leader out there and you want to get a hold of an awesome leadership book, my book, Leader Slips, talks about how we can learn and lead through failure. You need to get it. You can get it on my website at TonySutherland.com, or you can even get it at Leaderslips.com. I've devoted an entire website to leadership. I've got great articles on a weekly basis that you can read and grow in your leadership. It's a powerful resource. I encourage you to get it, but I spend a whole chapter talking about listening better, how to be a better listener, because when we're doing all the talking, we can take those ants and turn them into elephants. And I'm talking from personal experience. I love to interrupt people before they get a chance to explain. I found that a really good leader has a lot of bite marks in his bottom lip. If you're a good listener, it will show by the teeth marks in your bottom lip. I just think that we need to more quickly listen, you know, because someone may come to us with an issue and it may even be about us. And we can start defending ourselves and go into all the reasons why it's not true. We may know it's not true. We may have supporters and um, people that were um, on the scene when it happened and can give testament to our character and our integrity. But if we don't listen and speak into it, we can take a problem that would easily go away, but we fueled it now and made it worse and dug a hole much deeper. And the footprint of that elephant went down into the dirt and pounded it and left this deep elephant imprint. And it takes a while to fill those back in through conversations and apologies. We can take ants and turn them into elephants when we speak more and listen less. So L, listen more and speak less. And the last letter in our acronym to where we can completely erase the elephant to see the ants for what they really are. Are you ready for this? The letter E stands for entertain. Don't entertain the lies. The Bible says that the devil is the father of lies and he will lie to you and he will never bring you peace in that lie. He will always bring you aggravation, stress, self-doubt, insecurity, smokescreen, 
over a real issue. He's a liar. He's the father of lies. He knows how to weave a very tangled web. Don't entertain his lies. Entertain peace. Start your day thinking of something positive. It's a dopamine drip, y'all. Getting that dopamine drip of positive thinking. And I'm not talking just about positive visualization. I'm talking about say the promises of God over your life. Post them on your mirror. This promise applies to me. This promise applies to me. The Bible says, I will be with you in the flood and in the fire. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. You will hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk you in it. I've just kind of combined a bunch of promises that I like to speak over myself a lot of times, but the only way you're not going to entertain the lies is to entertain another house guest. Take the thought captive. When a thought tries to control your mind, what do we do as believers? The Bible says, take every thought captive. Don't entertain the lies. Why do you think the Bible says from the rising of the sun to the going down, the name of the Lord shall be praised. That's why I just said, start your day thinking with something positive from the rising of the sun. God, you are with me. Your mercies are new today. I'm, I'm in you and you're in me and you have good plans for me. This is the day the Lord has made for me. And I'm going to rejoice. I'm making a positive decision from the rising of the sun to praise the Lord. Sometimes at night, I catch myself laying on my bed as I'm laying down. It's become such a habit over the years. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise God. As I settle back into that warm, comfortable bed that God gave me, laying beside my wife and grabbing her hand and having a, a final conversation with her for the day. And Lord, I just, I just thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes I catch myself doing that, going to the restroom in the morning, getting my morning routine going. Lord, thank you, God, for a day. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. You know, I find myself doing the same thing in the mornings. I'm waking up and thank you, Jesus, just getting in the shower. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord shall be praised. That's in Psalms 113, verse 30. That's why I'm saying to you, as I've said so many times, it's important to have a morning routine of word, personal reflection, devotion, worship. You know, they say top level CEOs have a meditation routine in the morning. It's because they want to center their mind and thoughts toward positivity. We're not just going toward positivity. We're going to the Lord. We're taking our thoughts, our agenda, the day's events, everything that is about to happen, seen, unseen, known and unknown. We're bringing it before him and saying, God, I cast this day upon you. God, you're with me and there's nothing coming my way that you can't handle. You know, your problems. We talked about problems last week. You know that your problems are God's problem, your problems are God's platform, and your problems are God's possibilities. Your problems are three things to God. They're his problems, number one. Number two, they're his platform because he loves to perform miracles in the midst of impossible or even aggravating, irritating situations. And then your problems are his possibilities. And I say, let God dominate your imagination. You know, David ran quickly to meet the giant, the Bible says. That's because the God inside his imagination was bigger than the giant that was in front of him. David saw his Goliath through his God. You know, Saul thought Goliath was just too big to bring down. But David thought Goliath was too big to miss. Do you see what I'm saying here? It's perspective. 
What is your perspective? Don't entertain the lies. The enemy will tell you you're trapped. You can't get out. You're stuck. You made the mistake. It's over. You got to reap the consequences and, and, and look at this little thing and how it's adding issue to your life. And you know, it's because there's sin in your life. The devil loves to say that when something bad happens, he loves to tell you it's because you got sin in your life. No, a lot of times, if not more than often, the bad things that happen to us are because we did something right. We obeyed God. We stepped out. We trusted him. We made a positive confession and the enemy is just calling your bluff by sending aggravations and irritations right into the middle of your road. But I'm telling you today, no matter what happens to you, your God is bigger than what's happening around you. So stop entertaining the lies. Stop giving in to the the words and the thoughts and the whisperings of the enemy, especially if you're in a dry place right now. The enemy loves to hang around wilderness areas and dry places, the Bible says, and he'll whisper in your ear and tell you all kinds of stuff. And it's easy to give in and believe and entertain the lies. And then before we know it, we've turned the little ants for what they are into the big elephants for what they're not. So if you're going to get back to the ants and see them for what they are, you've got to E, stop entertaining the lies. Man, that's all the time we have for today. Hey, listen, I hope this has helped you get a better perspective on the ants, that you don't see them as big elephants. And we spent some time today taking some letters away from that word to get them back to the ants that they are. The way we do that is H, hold your tongue. We're going backwards in the word. H, hold your tongue. P, remember you are not the center of the picture. E, stop exaggerating. If I've told you once, I've told you a billion times. Stop exaggerating already. The letter L, listen more, speak less. Don't add words to the problem, but listen more. And then E, the last letter, as we take that elf completely out of the way, is don't entertain the lies. Hey, if this podcast has encouraged you today, has added some joy to your life and to your perspective, I want to encourage you and remind you to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a generous review, both on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and share it with one or two other people in your circle of relationships who need to hear what you've heard today. Hey, listen, man, I'll be back again real soon with another encouraging teaching, something to help you discover how to have peace and joy to the fullest in every area of your life. And until then, we'll see you.